0: Hey, Harry. Hello, mate. Who do you think will win the football later? That's a tough one to call. First thing I would say to you is ignore all the paper talk. And them TV pundits in their fancy suits. Sorry, son, I didn't mean you. Listen, if you want a sure winner, put your money on... Oh, no! Sandra's back and I forgot to take the bins out. Listen to Harry and make your best bet with BetVictor. 18+, plus. please gamble responsibly. Son, I'm locked out mm Yes, we're back once again with Bet Victor for Eye on La Liga as we take a look at all the goings on in Spanish football. And it is no surprise that we are talking all about Valencia today on the show. Of course, with the Champions League exploits coming up for the Spanish sides as well. Valencia heavily involved in that and some big games coming up on the weekend. But it'll be a blast from the past, although not so far back as we go to last week and look at Peter Lim and his handling of the club that has sparked a huge outcry from the Valencia faithful. I am, of course, Ollie Wilson, joining me, Jason Pettigrove, to talk about all things that is the continual slow-moving train wreck that is Valencia. Jase, how are you doing, mate? I hope you're better, at least, than the club that we're going to be focusing on today.
1: Uh, I'm very well, as always. I'm just a bit stunned about, you know, what's come out with Marcelino's press conference sort of thrown a bum into it all isn't it it's incredible
0: well it's uh, it's not it's not surprising it's it's surprising news but it's unsurprising that somebody like Peter Lim who let's face it we were talking even before the season started that there was a lot of uh, discussion and uh, rumour that Marcelino may be on his way out of the club before the season even got started because Peter Lim wanted to bring in somebody else and he felt that there was a, a different direction that owner and, and sporting director and manager were all going in at that point. So it, it's kind of surprising, but also not too surprising that it's Valencia making headlines for everything off the pitch rather than the quality that they're producing on the pitch. It's very sad to be saying that as well, obviously, but as a Valencia supporter and I'm not saying you were one obviously but Valencia supporters must be so livid with the fact that what seemingly seemed to be a situation settled down between the kind of the trio at the top of the tree at the club that has suddenly just exploded and led into a big capitulation right before the start of the European campaign and right after a semi-successful start to the league campaign. Yeah, I
1: just think as we've said on many occasions on this pod about Peter Lim. He's one of a handful of owners that, I'm bored with saying it, they just, I don't know why they own football clubs in the first place. It's just like it's a plaything to them. You've got thousands of fans paying hard-earned money every other week to go and watch their club. Yes, you know, football clubs need investment, but, you know, don't come in and then just start, you know, just because you're throwing money around, Think you can do whatever you want with the club. This is a a really well-supported and historical Spanish football club. They've won the Copa del Rey last season for the first time in an age, and to actually have Marcelino come out and say that he was congratulated on qualifying for the Champions League, but for not winning the cup, I mean, it's absolutely outrageous. And I think you know the real issue is with Lim. Yeah, I don't actually know if he knows what he's doing. He. It wouldn't even surprise me, actually, if we got to sort of January and the coach who's now in charge, Albuquerque is. it wouldn't surprise me if he's gone and someone like Mourinho's brought in because obviously there's this thing with Jorge Mendes that yeah, Peter Lim is obviously a good friend of his, as is Mourinho. Something like that's got to be on the cards and you know that may well have been on the cards from before now when Marcelino was talking about he may have gone before he actually did. That's, story, that's surely... You,
0: you, that's... That's surely, though, Valencia are too small a club for somebody like Mourinho. I know he probably needs a job that's a step away from those grander sides in European football, but Mourinho is obviously somebody that still has that pedigree as a manager. Valencia wouldn't be a club that could even afford Mourinho, let alone that Mourinho would want to go to. They don't have that same foundation to build on, and it's almost impossible to break into that top three, let alone that top two in, uh, in Spanish think football. want to go there.
1: I can see them there as a challenge of making them great again, you know, taking them back to where they belong. I, I really can see that happening, um, more so because of who's in charge at the club and who pulls the strings in the dressing room. So, you know, I could be proved wrong. We can revisit this in six months' time, but <laughs> if it's not in January, this time next year, I don't see is in charge by the end of the season anyway. Right, I just feel it's, the whole situation is very very sad and, and the players I think have done the right thing since all this has happened they've refused to come out and speak in press conferences from my understanding is that that's really upset sort of those at the top who, who expect everything to sort of carry on as though nothing's happened I mean come on
0: well the players were very much behind Marcelino before his departure that was one of the things that we spoke about that the players certainly fancied the idea of keeping hold of the manager before the season started, and they were all backing him and, and hoping that would be the case. Peter Lim, of course, has already, as you mentioned, uh, well, he'd seemingly lined it way all up way before uh, Marcelino was removed, but Celades uh, coming in and, and replacing him, the Spanish under-21 manager, former under-21 manager, of course. Is there at least a little bit of hope on the horizon, though? I mean, if, if this works out, we'll all suddenly be saying in eight, nine months' time Peter Lim was a genius and he saw that something needed to be changed
1: but something didn't need to be changed. You know, they finished fourth in in the league. They won the Copa del Rey. That's more than good enough. You don't sack a manager for that happening, let alone bringing in a manager who lost 5-2 on his debut and last time he was at Camp Nou lost 5-1 because he was Lopetegui's assistant at Real Madrid.
0: Yeah, but surely there's that result against Barcelona on the weekend. You take a side, A, because you're playing Barcelona, and B, because you're... You're a new manager coming in with very short notice before before playing against Barcelona, away from home. And also, this is a manager who probably isn't going to have the backing of the players, and it's going to take him some time to, to win them over. I mean, he's got to start from rock bottom, Salades, in terms of his reputation in that dressing room, because the players will think that he is a Peter Lim puppet, which is going to make it very difficult for him to win them over. But if he can win them over and start getting results, and if he can say, look, I don't want to be that guy that... Ousted Marcelino, but that was the opportunity that came to me. That was the position I was put in. I've been in situations before where I haven't wanted to take somebody's job in a in a situation, but I already knew that person wasn't going to have a job, and I was asked if I could fill in and take that role. Now I I didn't want to take it in the sense of I didn't want to kick somebody out of their job, but if you know that person isn't going to be in that job any longer, then it's a very difficult situation. I think, for Celades to be in. I've got a little bit of sympathy, to be honest with him.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't think you can blame him. And for the reasons you've just said, I think we've all been there. We've all had similar situations. The issue for me is that, obviously, there was the Barcelona result. I'm not sure I agree that, you know, with him coming in, it should have upset the apple cart to that extent. There's still some great players there that really did well against Barcelona in the games last season. And I think they were better than the, the result that they had at the weekend. But it's obviously it's right on top of the Champions League as well. They've got Chelsea, not long after we're recording this podcast. I and mean, he's really got to hit the ground running within the next sort of fortnight to a month. Yeah, otherwise they could well be in trouble before the end of the year, and that's not fair on him. You know, coming in. Well, I'd, t- I'd
0: take the Chelsea. I would still take the Chelsea game, perhaps, out of it slightly, particularly at Stamford Bridge. Although, if Chelsea keep playing, the youngsters that they have been. There's certainly a chance for Valencia to go there and get a result. I mean, they haven't looked fantastic, Chelsea. There's certainly a long period of development still to come in what Frank Lampard's doing there. So there's still an opportunity. Valencia, you would say, have probably got more of a shout than they would have going to Stamford Bridge maybe two, three seasons ago. But it's the next games. Leganes, Getafe and Auea Athletic Club. Those are going to be where the reputation is kind of s- is dug in for Celades of what... Kind of a manager he's going to be at Valencia, and how successful he's going to be, and how much time he's going to have as well. If he loses two of those three, he's in real trouble straight off from, straight from the get-go.
1: He's not as demonstrative as um, Marcelino was either. I think he's he's already had to come out and say, you know, he'll make the decisions. He's sort of like the quiet man, but he he's a, a strong hand, as it were. So, look, let's give him the benefit of the doubt for a few games. But again. it's it's a situation it's a volatile situation the club the way it's being run at the moment it's not conducive to a harmonious dressing room and i i hope for his sake he can turn it around but like i said i just think it's a nonsense and i you know let's see what happens in the next sort of two, two or three weeks time
0: Spanish football with managerial farces. I mean, who would have ever seen that coming? We've got no, no history of that in any way, shape or form around this league. Uh, talking of the Champions League, we've got Champions League games coming up today and tomorrow. Just looking around at the, uh, at the games that are coming up this week for the Spanish side. has already touched on Valencia away against Chelsea. Barca have a tough game going to Borussia Dortmund as well. Uh, later on today, and then of course on Wednesday, Atletico Madrid hosting Juventus in a real choice tie, and Real Madrid going away for PSG. It's it's tough starts to the campaigns for all of these sides, really.
1: It is. They're all winnable games as well, though. I think Barcelona, sorry, Barcelona going to Dortmund. I think is, is one of the tougher tougher ones. They've not played together since a ninety seven UEFA Super Cup. So there's not really too many precedents in terms of you know the, the matchups between them. Mm. Messi, I think, is only going to play the second half. Not that they've needed him or, or do need him necessarily, but he obviously gives them that little bit extra. Back in the squad, it, and that's it, really nice for them, isn't it? Yeah. It's the two high-scoring teams, I think, in Europe. I think I'm right in saying that. Or certainly the two high-scoring teams in their individual leagues. Dortmund have scored 13 so far. Barcelona have got 12. So I think we can expect goals. Although I've probably chinked it now, and we'll come away with a 0 nil <laughs> I think that will be a very, very exciting game to watch for the neutral as well because of the players that will be on show. But I think it's you know, it's going to be a fantastic game to watch. PSG Real Madrid. I'm a bit sad that obviously Neymar won't be playing and Mbappe won't be playing. I think Marcelo's out for Real Madrid. You know, is it going to be a, a game of the heavyweights as we might have built it? You know, a year or so ago, I'm not sure. But Atleti-Juventus, again, another fantastic game. Atleti would be looking for a little bit of revenge, even though it's only the group stages. And then I, I don't know if we look back and just say, well, it's just the first game and, you know, do the results really matter at this stage? Well, for top suppose... spot in
0: groups, some of these might. That's that's one thing that I was kind of thinking of when you look. Because Barcelona have got, obviously, Borussia Dortmund and 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 I think Inter are a very strong side and not to be underestimated in any way, shape or form, particularly by Dortmund and Barcelona. Slavia Prague probably going to be the team that finishes fourth. But in terms of taking the top spot in that group, could be real, real close. and results away from home against the bigger sides for Barca could end up deciding that. For Atletico Madrid as well, Juventus and Cristiano Ronaldo will be eyeing that top spot and hoping to battle them for it, of course. Uh, PSG and and Real Madrid too will be scrapping out you imagine for top spot later on in the competition and when Neymar and Mbappe do return you know this is a chance for Real Madrid to go to a wounded PSG side and get something get three points on the road which perhaps they might not have had as big a chance of doing without those two stars in this PSG side so there's definitely a a big point to go and get a big result
1: I wonder if we'll see a bit of Zidane magic in the Champions League again because obviously he's got a very very tough league game coming up against Sevilla I think Sevilla have won six of the last seven at the Ramon Sanchez Pizjuan between the two you know not saying that they'll win it again but if you're gonna put a bet on I'm sure the odds on betvictor.com will be on Sevilla's side so you know, this is a game Real Madrid will need to win and Zidane's had the golden touch hasn't he before with the Champions League who knows domestically they might be poor again but he might pull it out of the hat in Europe
0: yeah, I don't know about that. I think that's very wishful thinking for Los Blancos fans. But I think it's a great opportunity, as I say, to go to Paris and get started with a fine victory. Touched on Real Madrid there. It wasn't a great performance on the weekend against Levante, particularly in a second half that saw them concede two and, and almost blow their three-goal lead at the uh, Estadio Bernabeu as we will be calling it on this show. Now, as you mentioned, they go to take on Sevilla this coming weekend. And if you are looking to uh, place any bets, get onto betvictor.com. Follow it on Twitter as well, at betvictor. Remember, to gamble, you must be 18 or over. Odds are subject to change. And for more information on Gambling Aware, please visit org. But in terms of Real Madrid, we touched on last week that this is an important part of their season with PSG, Sevilla, Atletico Madrid all coming up in the next few weeks or so a big month in September for Real Madrid they didn't really start it with a bang with the 2-2 draw against Villarreal and then a 3-2 victory over Levante there are a lot of cracks still in this Real Madrid team I know we're only four games into a league campaign but they haven't got going at a canter in any way shape or form they're kind of limping and hobbling on and just about getting enough results to, to keep the head above water
1: think you know they're great going forward, Benzema showed yet again what a fantastic player he is, not just a golf scorer but a, a real team player. He, you know, he's an expert at working the channels when, when he's needed to, bring his teammates into play. I think their issues defensively and probably has been for quite some time. They've already let in six goals this season, so that's gonna be the main cause of concern for Zidane. Going forward, Hazard's obviously just coming back. I think he can do some good things for them in Europe and domestically. Other injury issues, Modric is out. I'm not sure if he's back in time for the game against PSG. So, And they've had a problem, haven't they, with, with injuries for, for quite a while now. So I'm not sure what the issue is in terms of their fitness coaches and stuff like that, whether that needs to be looked at. I think, again, you know, much like with Barca and Atletico, the next few weeks, as the league starts to pan out, I think we'll see, you know, the cream rising to the top as always. I don't know, with Ro, I think they're a very capable team, but it's just they're not often showing it, you know, at the moment enough for me, so defensively I think is where the issues are. Whether Dan's got enough about him to, you know, take people out of that defense that perhaps shouldn't be there and drop others in, I'm not sure. Let's wait and see
0: we will have to find out over the next few weeks what happens to real madrid remember if you want to get your bets on outright winners of the champions league continue now betvictor playing 20 to 1 on atletico madrid that is the best odds you will find around on that absolutely phenomenal and i would certainly take a punt on that to be honest uh, real madrid 9 to 1 on betvictor.com barcelona 5 to 1 on betvictor.com one of the heavy favorites as you would expect to lift the Champions League. Valencia coming in at a hundred to one. A very long shot indeed, but nah, maybe worth an outside part. To be honest, I think you could actually have longer odds than that with Valencia. With the the turmoil that the club's in for a Champions League trophy. I mean that would be bigger than, you know, the Leicester City Premier League victory maybe. I know it's Less games to play, but still. Anyway, all of those odds subject to change on BetVictor.com. As I say, please be gamble aware, and you must be eighteen or over to bet. Jason, where's your money going on for the Champions League this year before the games get underway?
1: It's got to go on Barcelona, isn't it? I can't possibly Jeez, put my money elsewhere.
0: Knew you were going to say that. I'm telling you, out of the four Spanish sides, it's Atletico Madrid who get the furthest. Hundred percent.
1: You're neutral. I can't possibly go anywhere else. My <laughs> money will always be on Barcelona.
0: Well, you'll be—you're uh, not going anywhere else because you'll be back here next week. I'm sure to have a chat on eye on the Liga, mate. But thank you so much for joining us today, man. Thank
1: you for having me, as always.
0: And we will be back in around about seven days' time or so, where we look at the Champions League fallout, the results coming up this weekend, including that big game, Sevilla against Real Madrid. And of course, look ahead to some more of the action coming your way. Until next time, take care. Enjoy the football and enjoy Eye on the League.